Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Top five intriguing new portal entries on offense. I'll do I'll do some defensive ones uh, tomorrow, but uh, Emery Winter puts this together for me every day and does a fantastic job. Uh, number five, and the intriguing in different ways. Number five, Jaquindon Jackson from Utah. Now, this was a guy uh, when he came out of high school in, in uh, was he at Duncanville, right, Craig? Yeah, yeah, Duncanville. Duncanville. Uh, Duncanville is a quarterback, won a state title, like all these things. Uh, and was going to Texas to be a quarterback. Then he transferred to Utah to, I guess, to be a quarterback at that time. He moved to running back. He's been very effective there. A little banged up this year. We saw him against Baylor. He didn't have some of that breakaway speed he had a year ago because he fought through some injuries. But he's in the portal, and he's a guy who is who's got some ability. Uh, I'm I'm surprised to see him in the portal. Utah's had several guys hop in, uh, which again. Uh, you know, it's surprising, not surprising, but Jaquindon Jackson in the portal, this is a guy who can can help somebody maybe get some yards on the ground, although he has not hit the potential. He's shown flashes that he was expected to when he came out. Of course, he did change positions as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what his desires are or what he's, he's seeking there. I don't know if he's wanting to change positions again or what just feels like there's better opportunities out there, but he was a nice, solid player for the Utes and had some – moments bigger than others but I thought he was always a very hard runner very physical guy big dude and a very talented athlete so I'm sure he'll be intriguing for somebody out there not as a featured piece I wouldn't imagine but as a nice complimentary piece to to whatever puzzle you're trying to put together there in the running back room or I I guess uh, otherwise potentially but uh, yeah I thought he, he transitioned uh, to the running back spot pretty effectively for them and uh, as you mentioned did deal with some injuries this past season but uh you know, I'm sure he'll be healthy and ready to go for his next stop. But, uh, yeah, definitely a, a legendary-type high school player down in these parts and somebody who I was a little bit surprised to see hit the portal. But, again, I don't know his yeah, his situation exactly or, like, what Utah's idea of what they want next year to look like is. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the teams do have a say, too. Imagine yeah. that. The teams do have a say. Uh, but, no, he was a very good player uh, for them, and uh, I could see his role expanding somewhere else. Yeah. Penny Boone, uh, running back from Toledo. Uh, this is a guy who started at Maryland, and then he's he's dominated in the MAC. He's a bruiser, a big bruising running back. Uh, Louisville, Florida State, and Kentucky are his top three uh, right now. He's taking a visit to Louisville this week. But if you are looking to move the chains and pick up first downs uh, and score when you're in the red zone, this is a, a very interesting guy. And um, you know, look, Louisville, like any one of those three, he's going to have pretty good years. I mean, Louisville just can't or. Kentucky, if he goes there, uh, just had a great transfer season out of Ray Davis, um, who was super fun to watch when you watch Kentucky. Uh, that would be a good fit. Of course, I can be very biased and tell you that you should make the best decision in your life and move to Tallahassee, Florida. But uh, Louisville also, with what they're doing, uh, Jawar Jordan had a great year for them. So uh, all three of those offenses seem to be a pretty good fit uh, for Penny Boone there. And someone, uh, I think, keep an eye on to, like, you, you might hear his name. No matter where he winds up, you're probably going to hear his name in the highlight reels quite a bit 
Yeah, he's coming off a monster year, so I'm not surprised to see him in the portal. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, his his best opportunity to launch himself anywhere a bit higher was was coming off the heels of the season that he just had. I mean, uh, 1,400 yards rushing, 15 touchdowns. I uh, had uh, one nice performance receiving-wise, but at, at a few yards receiving there as well, so he, he can do a little bit of that. But, yeah, as you mentioned, a, a bruiser and a guy who churned out a lot of yards for Toledo this past season, so uh, hard to, to pass up on a on a 1,500 or a 1,400-yard double-digit touchdown uh, back. Uh, so, yeah, that, there's no surprise that he's looking at uh, a little bit of a glow-up himself and all those teams that you mentioned. He can't really go wrong with, with any of those. All right, now we've entered the quarterback portion of the top five, and uh... – this next one, I was a little bit surprised to see, but you got to cash when you can. Uh, Jade Maiava from UNLV. UNLV just had this great season uh, under Barry Odom, and he wasn't the starting quarterback to start the year, but the starter got injured. He took over and led UNLV to this great season. So here you have a guy cashing in on what his season is, and clearly he's a redshirt freshman, so he's got like lots of eligibility left. There's lots of room to grow for him. Uh, he's proven that he can win some games, and, and UNLV played um, you know, a couple big time opponents I'm not sure he played early in those games but he played all the games towards the end of the year so uh someone who I I, uh I'm curious to see uh where he tries to get that glow up as you said Craig yeah he's definitely not the list of like your top quarterback prospects right now but he is a young guy so he's just starting out he's a big dude as well I mean he's like 6'4 220 and was just a freshman, so there's a lot of room for improvement there. Um, definitely needs to cut down on the turnovers, but again, he was a freshman, um, and so a lot of those came down the stretch and some of their losing streaks. So it was very up and down year for UNLV, but I was very impressed by just their season as a whole yeah. and uh, and the job done there with Barry Odom. I think that you know that's one of those places you always hear about is untapped potential. And when the Big Twelve was expanding, we had a lot of the UNLV talk, and they just weren't really ripe for that. But you do wonder if the right coach, the right place, the right time of, of what he can turn that into. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what, what uh, UNLV continues to grow into. But, obviously, you don't want to lose your young quarterback. Yeah. So, that's a, that's a bit of a the uh, the downside of, of not being the biggest school there in the world. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't think he's amongst your top mentioned guys. But as far as a, a young quarterback with some impressive physical tools, uh, he's certainly going to – attract the eye of somebody out yeah, there. Yeah, that's why he's intriguing. Like, again, like he, this is not a surefire thing. None right. of this is. But, like, for, for me, this is another guy who's interesting, and, and it's because this team is coming off the best season uh, I can I can personally ever remember them having. But Diego Pavia uh, from New Mexico State, kind of the same thing. He is a senior, though, uh, so he's had some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But, look, New Mexico State just had this great season, and um, they, they won the bowl game, and um, – Jerry Kill, Jerry Kill is now uh, retired again, uh, but they they beat Auburn, like all these things. So this is someone maybe you know, look, he's five eleven, one seventy five, about or whatever, one eighty five. So he's not, he's in the Doug Flutie mold when it comes to size. So you're gonna have to. Protect- he's, he's like six foot. He is. Yeah, he's like six foot. Uh, typically, like one ninety five, two hundred, two like some somewhere in there. Uh, yeah, I say. He's- yeah, six foot. He's not five seven. Okay, I said five eleven. Oh, I thought you said five seven. I no. was like, no, he's no, not he's five seven. Sorry, no. that's my bad. Yeah, he's five five eleven. That's why I, mean, I disputed foot. that as greatly as I did. I was like five seven. You're really 
You're really? Like he's, I said he's 5'11". Him. You said he's six foot. I'm like, I'm sure he tells right. girls. Okay, he's six well, feet that's, tall. that's my fault for just mishearing you. I was trying to, I was like, that was doing him some injustice there. So, uh, yeah, our, we're on the same page, really. Yeah, look, 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 if you're 5'11, you don't tell people you're 5'11 until you get caught. You yeah, tell exactly. them you're six feet tall. Exactly. Um, okay, that was, my, yeah. that was my ears going. Yeah, yeah, yeah but he, yeah, 5'11, 172 um, is what he's listed at. Washington State, Western Kentucky, he's taking visits there. Uh, now, I don't know if this is a guy who's going to jump up to the Power Five or, or something like that like washington state would make a ton of sense uh for him uh to me but uh it's inter- interesting that here's new mexico state coming off their best season they've got a senior quarterback going to the portal uh and, and trying to cash in and, and good for him but uh one I, I think that bears a little looking at no he's a really fun player he's a really uh, fun player to watch if you are all power five all the time or all sec or big 10 or whatever then that's one of those guys that you didn't watch or pay attention to or maybe even hear about this year that I think you're, you're missing out on as far as some entertainment value goes. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed seeing uh, what I did see of uh, Diego Pavia, and uh, I thought that was a really nice year by New Mexico State, but um, put up big numbers, uh, put up uh, some nice performances, and, and I think he's a really intriguing player who's got a good bit of experience under his belt after these past couple of seasons. So um, it does definitely has some work to do, um, but – uh, and room for improvement, but I think he's a he's an electrifying. Gosh, I, I hesitate to say that because that's such a, a strong word. But you know, he's a playmaker. He's he's a guy who can make some plays for you. So yeah, I, I definitely think he's due for a for a bump up and uh, very interested in seeing where he might end up. Yeah. Also, was at the center was one of the most interesting controversies ever. In that, in the off season, he yeah. was you know at New Mexico, which is their rival at their facility, and he peed on the logo. Yeah, and, there was that. Uh, and then they wouldn't let him in the indoor because they, I guess, they just felt he was just going to pee everywhere. I don't know, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was that. There was yeah. there was that going on. But yeah, I guess they were afraid he's going to spray all over the place if he if he let him in. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he's the conference player of the year was, this year. But despite all of that uh, controversy, he was he was fun to watch. So yeah. yeah, number one, and we've talked about him a lot on the show today. Caden Salter of Liberty, uh, pretty intriguing. And I I would think that Auburn would have a clear lead here in this. But again, when you're someone like Caden Salter, who now has uh, gotten the looks around, um, you know, Hugh Freeze knowing him is something, and. Auburn desperately needing someone like Caden Salter is something, but there are other people that need you and other people that have money. So uh, unless he's already made up his mind where to go, he's going to have plenty of options. And we talked about him earlier and how intriguing he could be when it comes to, to that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's about as good as you can get as far as uh, the quarterback spot and making a leap up at this point. I mean, Will Howard, I don't think there's anywhere that he would end up, all due respect to Ohio State or the like, that you say it's just a massive jump up from where he was at Kansas State. But uh, making the jump from Liberty to potentially um, Auburn uh, because of the Hughes free, Freeze connection or Miami because of the need there or any of the other number of places that have – uh, quarterback appetite at the moment. I think he's about as good as you can do. Uh, so, yeah, he was a true dual threat. Uh, it seemed like it at least, and I don't know this off the top of my head, but in looking at his stats every single week, it became kind of annoying because he basically had a player of the week stat line every single week. And it was frustrating because you want to acknowledge that, but at the same time, I'm like, would y'all play somebody that can give you a little bit of a competition? And they did, and we saw that in the bowl game for three quarters, uh, how that went. But, uh, yeah, really a talented athlete, real dual threat, 
Uh, can sling it around, but uh, can use his feet and have had multiple 100-yard performances. He started off at Tennessee for a reason. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, got into a little dust up there and, and ended up leaving and going to Liberty, but uh, not surprised at all to see his name in the portal. I think he, he's definitely somebody that makes sense to, to make the jump up, and that's going to be a big loss for the Flames and Jamie Chadwell. I know that they can kind of transfer in guys as well, but that's a really good player uh, that's now uh, not going to be on their roster next year. So, yeah, somebody's going to get a really talented guy from old Cedar Hill, Texas, and uh, we'll see what, what he's able to do with that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. All right, that's going to do it for us tomorrow. We've got uh, Cedric Golden uh, booked for the show to talk about UT uh, moving forward. Also, um, we have uh, Jason Shear, our good buddy, uh, back at 5 o'clock to talk about uh, Arizona. And look, they, uh, as far as the teams coming in, I mean, I don't think anybody is hotter than Arizona. Well, it's funny because there was a lot of S-talking about Arizona during the whole process this mm-hmm. past summer. A lot of, like, who cares about them? Take them. They suck. They're not even that good at basketball anymore. You remember all that conversation? Yeah. Their program ain't worth a salt when it comes to football. Jed Fish is a bum. All these different things that we heard. Well, you're not getting any kind of worthwhile football program, and the basketball's overrated. Like a lot of things that were said during the summer, we can revisit that now all these months later and, and realize how foolish some of that was. But, uh, yeah, I think Arizona's coming in on a on a heater, and they're one of the programs that you do get excited about next year as far as making some noise amongst that new wave. Utah, obviously, you expect them. You got Rising coming back. You expect them to be right there near the top. But, um, yeah, Arizona's right there neck and neck, and uh, what a nice performance for them in the bowl game. And, yeah. Um, and, and what a nice showing that was uh, for the Wildcats. So, yeah, they're, they're coming in hot. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, that's good enough for us. Thanks to Craig. Thanks to John Kurtz, Jed Drenning, and Jake Hatch, Garrett, uh, Emery, and, of course, Jack McKenzie. We'll be back here tomorrow. See you then, folks. This has been a Rogue Media Network production. Oh.